sir. Welcome to Hold the Line Kitchen Talk. We give you the dish straight from the kitchen. We're at episode nine, and I know I've been going a while. My co- my podcast and some of my Instagram posts were uh, labeled as COVID misinformation, you know. But uh, so I was shadow banned for a bit as well, and now I think the only thing I can really do before we get into anything is apologize and move on. So I like to take this time to go ahead and play a little uh, pre-recorded apology that I made for everybody. Just want to say from the bottom of my heart, I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. The double champ does what the f- he wants. <laughs> I love that shit. The champ does what he wants. Anyway, got some cool stuff today. We'll play a clip from one of my previous podcasts that received a lot of reaction when we discussed the idea that it might not be a good idea to pay people more to stay home than to work. Joe Biden, Peppermint Patty, Jen Saki, and Janet Lowell, they all told us that it was COVID and childcare. That's the reason people weren't working. It wasn't them unemployment benefits. Then we'll play another clip after that where our boy Brandon addresses the situation by telling us it's clearly a money issue. It has nothing to do with COVID. <laughs> we'll play those back-to-back so you can hear how disorganized this administration is and that just basically nobody is on the same page. Also, how do you feel about eating plastic? We'll take a look at researchers using bacteria to transform plastic into edible protein. Also, there's an aggressive franchise boom happening as well. I bet you can't guess what states that's happening in. Hint, Florida, Texas. <laughs> anyway. Along with that, we will also, we're only a day away from Thanksgiving. We're going to build a prep list so we have plenty of time to watch those lions get smoked yet again on Thanksgiving Day. That being said, let's get into it. So current event wise, let's get into some things. What's going on in, in the world in uh, the great United States? All kinds going on. Everything's up. Gas price up. Inflation's up. Anyway, but I'm not going to spend much time on this because the uh, the man isn't worth it. But I have I haven't done a podcast since July. I did have a bunch of baseball going on. And the main reason was that my podcast was labeled as COVID misinformation. I believe it was from an episode where I uh, played a bunch of clips and facts that people were definitely staying home and not working because of the increased benefits. That was labeled as misinformation, and my podcast and a bunch of Instagram posts were shadow banned. Not that I really care because I just do this for fun. You know, it's not like I'm getting paid for it or anything, but uh, I do like being right. I do like being right. So let's uh, let's just take take uh, take a look at those clips. I'm going to play you the one. That they got me in trouble, I believe, and then we're going to play a, a clip of our uh, our boy Joe Biden, basically telling us everything I said. So let's uh, let's get into that now. Um, the first one on jobs: the Brooklyn Chamber of Commerce uh, just pulled 200 small businesses, and 64 percent are having trouble hiring people. 42 percent of them cited the higher uh, COVID-19 uh, unemployment benefits. University of Chicago separately estimated 42 percent of people are getting more money. Uh, not to work than they would have uh, in their previous jobs. Uh, President Biden said on Monday, quote, uh, no one uh, should be allowed to be in the system and we'll insist that the law is followed. Um, has the White House done anything to, you know, instruct states to more severely enforce the, the rules on unemployment benefits? We certainly expect any state is enforcing the law, but I would say that what we've seen 
uh, across most the majority of economic data and from the majority of economists is that the biggest impacts and factors uh, are the pandemic and the fact that we're still recovering from a pandemic uh, and people having concerns or issues with childcare or fears if they're not yet vaccinated about going back to a workplace. And there are a number of steps we've put in place, including assistance to restaurants, as I noted earlier today, to small businesses to ensure they have that vital assistance at this point in time. And obviously for bigger companies, uh, we've been encouraging them to use some of the $1.4 trillion in assistance they've received to pay higher living wages. But those are the range of factors that most economists uh, believe are the issues at this point in time, even though we look at data over the course of several months. And over several months, we've been creating about 500,000 jobs a month. So there's Peppermint Patty. She's telling us the same old thing, tone line like a good girl. Um, it's definitely COVID. It's not the unemployment benefits. It's child care, not the unemployment benefits. Um, you know, and basically vaccine, vaccine, vaccine. That's that's the big talking points. I'm surprised she didn't throw racism in there at some point in time because that's the only talking points they have. You know, so besides that, now let, let's go to the, let's go to the big man. You know, the big guy. You know, the big guy, China's best friend. Let's go to the big guy and see what he has to say about this. People are now using this as an opportunity to say, "Wait a minute, do I want to go back to that seven dollar an hour job?" I won't name the particular restaurant chain, but they found out when they, they couldn't hire anybody. When they found out they started to pay 20 bucks an hour, everybody wanted to go back to work. Not a joke. Well, there you have our uh, dementia-ridden sack of oatmeal that probably just got done watching Matlock um, tell us that, in fact, that people are using this as a step to get an inflated wage. Why well, go back to that $7 an hour job when you can get 20 you know? Um, but the the problem I have is, you know, two months ago, the person that was making eight dollars an hour to wash dishes, do you think he all of a sudden now is worth twenty dollars an hour just because you inflated everything? It's it's just crazy. And I'm sure I'll probably get in trouble for saying that again, but I don't really give a shit because I like being right. So but as usual, it's just lie after lie after lie. So but it's the day before Thanksgiving, so I won't spend much time on that shit bag. We will move on and let let's get into some uh some other good things. So plastic. Let's talk a little bit about plastic. It's used in just about everything. It's become a problem all over the world, though. Um, in 2018, the equivalent of 3.5 million dumpster trucks worth of plastic waste was produced in the United States alone. That's insane. Mix in COVID-19, and like the problem is just completely compounded. Um, it's it's just crazy. I mean, the amount of everything's plastic, because especially with COVID now, too, everybody wants single-serve things, different things, to-go containers. Restaurants are all doing to-go's, um, heavy on to-go's. Not quite as much as we were Back in the day, we weren't allowed, you know, selling anything inside. We had to put everything into go boxes. Um, but it's it's just it's crazy the amount of plastics. But uh, now they've actually found a way to use bacteria and fungi to help us tackle the problem of plastic waste. Um, in 2020, there was a review of this science that identified some microorganisms capable of degrading different plastics, like a bacteria strain. It's found in the stomach of a waxworm that can break down the polythane that's the most common ingredient used in plastic, which I think is crazy. We're finding ways to use stuff that's in the stomach of a waxworm to break down plastics, which is kind of crowded to really dig into that because that's that's kind of fascinates me a little bit. But anyway, two U.S.-based researchers, I hope they, I say their name, Ting Lu and Stephen Techman, 
are both professors at the University of Illinois, Urbana-Champaign, and Michigan Technical Universities. Um, they collaborate on a process that turns plastic waste into edible protein powder. Yeah, you heard that right. Edible protein powder. Now, I'm a guy that loves gym, and I use protein powder on a daily basis. But it might take me a little while before I try the plastic kind. I definitely am super pumped that someone is trying to combat the plastic problem, though. And this is just because it's way out of control. And if there's any more updates on that, I'll, I'll, I'll keep everybody updated on the, on the plastic thing. I just find that, that fascinating. And we're going to find a way to actually use something that you can ingest plastic. That's pretty crazy. But uh, oh, hopefully everything works out and we will see where that goes. Next up, there is definitely a boom going on in the restaurant franchise market. <clears throat> it's, car, it's hard to think that uh, coming out of COVID that you would just be looking to get into the restaurant business, but it seems like it's it's definitely heating up. Um, bad news is, and it's probably it's just like everything else, everybody's scooping everything up now because it's, it's a cheaper price. There's an estimated 90,000 restaurants shut down. 5.9 million workers lost their jobs and nearly a quarter of Americans stopped eating out entirely during the pandemic. Even today, there's still small restaurants that struggle to pay the rent, and many operate at a limited capacity. How much like us? We're still Wednesday to Saturday here. That's just convenient for me. It's just you keep the same staff in. You don't have to mix your staff up, but we're still Wednesday to Saturday. We haven't made it back yet to Monday to Saturday yet. It's just I just feel there's no no need to go back to it yet. You just can't. It's just not it's not profitable. But uh, anyway, there's uh, there's people out there like uh, like this guy. He's a managing director. Andrew Smith of the Mercado Partner Savory Fund has doubled down on restaurants. Since the pandemic started, the company has raised two separate funds, each $100 million invested in seven new restaurant brands and opened 55 new restaurants during the pandemic. That's that's pretty incredible. I mean, did it. But again, it's like everything else. If there's something, it's like buying stocks or buying crypto. You know, during the pandemic, everything was down. If you had extra money sitting around, you could scoop that stuff up cheap and just wait to reap rewards. And I think that's what a lot of these bigger companies are doing right now. There's There's a huge amount of of real estate that's available for super cheap prices because everybody had to get out of it. And then, you know, you're tying liquor license in and, and uh, real estate and everything. So it's, you're, you're going to find, if you have the money out there, you're going to find some cheap places, but uh, you know, that's just, it's just the way it goes, man. So uh, hopefully, hopefully it all, <laughs> hopefully everything turns out well for them and, and everything goes well because the restaurant world definitely needs a, uh, an uptick right now everything it, i mean it is coming back it's definitely back better than it was but we we definitely would like to see you know you know the restaurant owners and everybody out there like you know getting back to where they were and and everything and everything being good so uh hopefully everything goes well and everything goes back and all these businesses start uh rolling again so uh other than that let's look at turkey day let's get a little prep list going for for uh turkey day I mean, it's it's basically Turkey Day is almost upon us. I mean, it's are you ready? Are you ready? It's coming tomorrow, whether you're ready or not, man. So, uh, I kind of put a little list together because I'm a, I'm a, I'm a chef, and I, I definitely like I like I like prep lists. Prep lists keep you organized, keep everything going, keep everything moving, and you know. So, let's get into it. Hopefully, you've got a, a couple of the basic things done, like defrosting the turkey. You bought you bought some ingredients. You cleaned up the house. I mean, cleaned up the house. I got three dogs. I understand how that goes. You got that's an everyday process. But uh, hopefully, you got some of those basic things done. So uh, now that we're the day before, here's just a couple of things that I jotted down a little list here that that you can be done today. So uh, set your table, get all your place settings out, decorations, serving dishes, 
uh, a little thing too. If you have any extra coat hangers, get your coat hangers out because everybody's everybody's going to be wearing a coat there, unless you're in one of those warm states. But more than likely, going to be wearing a coat, so you have uh, extra hangers there. Pop everybody's coats up. You can assemble one of your casseroles, things like sweet potatoes, green bean casseroles. You can do those all day ahead of time and just pop them in the oven. You know, the day of. Um, calculate your cooking times. This is a good one. You know, depending on how many. A lot of people, you know, you're using one oven. You know, instead, of, it's not like you're here at a restaurant where you have a bunch of different ovens. And the turkey's going to be in there a long time at a at a at a certain temperature. So, calculate your times. Make sure you can get certain things in at certain at certain times that, that need to be cooked, and then anything that needs a rest when it comes out, you can pull it out and pop other things in to to reheat as as needed. Because that's that's how you're going to pull this off, and it'll be a lot less stressful for you if you have a list of cooking times and when you're going to shoot everything in. That way, you can just pop everything in, and everything will be getting you know. Close to being done, you know, at the same at the same time, so everybody can enjoy everything. Um, prep your ingredients. You can prep any garnishes, toppings, salad greens, or any of your stuffing stuff. Get all that, get all that knocked out. Um, pies. If you're doing any type of pies, I would recommend definitely your apple and your pecan pies. Wait till uh, the day before to do them. Your pumpkin pie you could have done earlier. That, that holds a little better. A little better. Ah, see, I can't even get it out. It's just it holds a little better than your uh, your fruit pies. That the crust will get a little a little soggier for you on that. That's the reason you wanna you wanna do those you know as close to Thanksgiving as possible. And last but not least, brine your turkey. If you didn't already brine your turkey, if you did brine your turkey, you can do like I'm gonna do a brine my turkey ahead of time, pull it out, and then if you let your turkey sit in your refrigerator out of the brine, but uncovered, so the cold the air hits hits the turkey, you're. Uh, you're gonna get a crispier skin on your turkey. If you didn't brine, if you didn't brine your turkey in time, you just brine turkey now. No big deal. It's not a big deal. You can pull your brine, pull turkey out of the brine tomorrow, wipe it all down, pop it in, and you'd be good to go. Nothing wrong with that. Um, for my brine today, I used um, what did I use? I used apple cider. I used oranges, a little bit of uh, sage, rosemary, uh, bay leaf, and cold water. So that's what I put in into my turkey and that's what that's what it's sitting in we'll pull that out and pop it pop it up on a rack pretty soon let that sit out so we can get a little uh, little crispier skin but that's all stuff you can get done today you know basic little things that you know take you know won't make tomorrow such chaos <laughs> you know what i mean you, you want to be everyone's going to be around you don't want to be spending all your time in the kitchen you know you gotta you gotta talk to people hang out drink some wine do whatever so let's make it a little easier so now, day of, showtime, showtime. If you have any frozen bread, make sure you're defrosting that. People are getting ready to come, so chill your beer, chill your wine, sodas, waters, any drinks, any beverages you have ready. Get those on ice. Prepare your stuffing. Um, whether you're going in the turkey or on the side, I'm more of an on-the-side type of guy. I just I don't know. I just never really enjoyed the doesn't really taste different it's just weird to me i <laughs> i know being a chef it's kind of odd that I, I don't put it in the turkey but i just i don't know it just it wasn't a thing that i put it in the turkey i always like control it on the side so that's just me you know you <laughs> you do what you need to do um roast the turkey get the turkey get the turkey in the oven on the schedule that you created today or yesterday if you're listening to this on thanksgiving hopefully you're not hopefully you're listening to today and on thanksgiving or else you wouldn't have the day ahead prepped on but uh if you didn't get your turkey in on the schedule. That way it has enough time and then uh, enough time to uh, to rest because you're going to want to let that rest towards the end. Let that turkey, like every meat, like I've said just numerous times on podcasts, you don't want to take that turkey right out of the oven and boom, 
start cutting into it, all your juice is going to run all over the place. You want those juices because if you spend the time brining it, it's going to create those juices on the inside. So you want time before you slice that up to uh, to rest. That way all those juices stay stay inside. Um, prepare all your other side dishes that you haven't done, uh, that you haven't done yet. Um, remove your turkey when it's fully cooked, 165, 170 degrees. Like I said, tent it, let it rest for, for about an hour. You can take any of your juices, uh, make your gravy. You can reheat anything that you already made that needs rewarmed and uh, ready to go. And then basically all you're done, like I said, after that turkey's rested, slice it up, platter it up, put all the food out on the table or your buffet, grab a plate, and get ready to eat. I think everything's done then, you know, so you're, you'd be good to go. Um, a couple things, the day after Thanksgiving, after you're done eating and celebrating and everything and you've watched the, the lions get smoked once again on Thanksgiving Day, um, get ready to use some leftovers. Take that turkey carcass, throw it in a big pot with some cold water, couple carrots, celery, onions, and you're going to have an incredible, incredible stock there. That's where your turkey noodle soup is going to come from. Um, anything else that you need, you know, any sauces, any type, anything you want to make, you know, anything else that, anything you, that you just have stock on hand then, you know, to make any type, any type of soup sauce, anything that you want to make. So other than that, I was just so happy to be back and I hope this list helps everybody out. Hopefully I'll be back next week with uh, with some more uh with some more action and we can move on from any type of pandemic talk and and go from there but uh have a thanksgiving every have a happy thanksgiving everybody and uh again hopefully we'll be here next week have a great day um if you if you're not following me on instagram i'm bold chef uh other than that send me any messages you have any questions you have do that and without that like i said have a great day have a great day tomorrow, and let's uh, let's play it out with a little different ending song. Let's go with the number one song on Apple iTunes right now, and and dedicate it to our boy Brandon for the inflated turkey prices and everything else, and the great job he is doing as building back better. Have a good day. Go Brandon, but we all know what the saying means. Let's go.